Cranes Cleveland Podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for joining us. Throughout the year, Cranes gives out awards to people who make a major impact in our community. We're pleased to announce this year's class of eight over 80. Here to talk about the 2022 inductees is our executive editor, Elizabeth McIntyre. Elizabeth, let's start out by when did you decide to do eight over 80? We have a, a lot of other awards for younger people and people in their 60s. And what about this award? So Dan, first of all, thanks a lot for having me on the landscape today. It's a pleasure to be back. So we actually were brainstorming in uh, for our content for 2016, what we wanted to do. Did we want to do some new features? And somebody threw out the idea of, hey, you know, we do 40 under 40 and 20 in their 20s. Why don't we recognize some people who are still working hard and happen to be over the age of 80? And, you know, we just kind of laughed about it. And about a day or two later, we got back together, the editors, and we're like, you know what? This actually is a very good idea. There are remarkable people out in our community who, you know, retirement isn't even in their lexicon, um, who are still tirelessly working, um, whether it be through volunteering or um, at their full-time jobs um, and a lot of other ways that is impacting not only our professional community, but our civic community too. So that's how we kind of landed on the idea of doing eight over 80. And our very first class was in 2016. Who qualifies? Obviously you have to be over 80. Are there any other ways do you have to qualify? So first of all, you have to be 80 by the time we publish. Um, so this year we published on April 18th. So you had to hit that, that magic number of 80 years old um, by April 18th of 20. Uh, 22. So that's the most important qualification. Um, and then we open up for nominations and we get dozens and dozens of nominations every year. This actually is one of our most well-read programs that we produce, um, our honoring programs and recognition. Um, and we go through all of those nominations and choose a class of eight people that we feel um, is a reflection of um, our diverse and interesting area here in Northeast Ohio. Um, and it's really hard to narrow it down to eight people because every one of the people who are nominated are worthwhile in their own way. Before we talk about this year's class, tell us about some of the past honorees. Who are some of the names that come to mind for you? Oh, sure, definitely. We've had you know a lot of people who are kind of pillars in our community, whether it's uh, Steve Minter, the former uh, president of the Cleveland Foundation, Dick Pogue, who is uh, still as active in our community as he was decades ago, Reverend Otis Moss, Iris Wolstein, um, who we see her name on many buildings, not only in Cleveland, but um, throughout the state of Ohio. Um, so a lot of people you would know and recognize, but the ones that I think I personally take delight in are the people that you may never have heard of before who are behind the scenes doing remarkable work well into their 80s and even into their 90s um, that you just may not have heard their stories. And this is a way that we at Cranes can showcase the people in our community and tell their stories in a much larger way than maybe has been done before. 
when you look at the things that qualify people to be one of these eight over 80, one of the things, one of the themes I think that runs through almost each of each of these individuals who won this year's award is they're all seem to be volunteers. They're all, they're all involved in some kind of philanthropy, whether it's with their time or money that they all seem to be dedicated, not only to whatever business they ran, but to their community too. Right. And that's a key component of it is that service, the service for to others and helping other people in their volunteer work. You know, some people have made that kind of the cornerstone of what they do. Others, it's in addition to what they do at the office, what their business was, the businesses that they've been running. Um, but they all have an active role in their communities in some way, which I think really is um, what sets them apart. We won't talk about everybody in the class because that would take too long. You can read about all of them by going to Cranes to Cleveland and, and checking out this article, eight, 8 Over 80. But let's talk about a few of the, the winners this year, starting with a name that if you were involved in arts and culture in Northeast Ohio for any period of time, you would know well, and that's Nina Gibbons. Nina is a force of nature, to say the least. And anyone who has been on the art scene in Northeast Ohio over the last 40 or 50 years knows Nina Gibbons. Either they know her personally or they know of her. Um, Nina was a Cleveland native and she's a passionate advocate and ambassador for preserving Northeast Ohio arts, architecture, culture, all of that. And you may have, she had a critical role in the formation of the Cleveland Area Arts Council back in the early 70s, but she also had a big role to play in the uh, Cleveland Children's Museum, which is still with us today. Um, so Nina, I mean, if if there's an aspect of arts, Nina's hand has been in it in Northeast Ohio since at least the 1970s. When we talk about somebody who spent a lot of time volunteering, Zadie Bryant, who's 89, has been a volunteer for a number of different organizations, but really concentrated on one in particular. Right, right. So Zadie is kind of one of those behind the scenes people that maybe her work isn't out there in a big way, but she in her own quiet way has lived a life of service um, for other people's. So she is, she's, her passion in life is helping others. And she has spent two decades working with one of the three auxiliary volunteer groups at the Eliza Bryant Village um, and she actually served as president of one of those auxiliary volunteer groups. But in addition to that, she's also been a 60-year active member and volunteer for Morningstar Baptist Church. So this is somebody who, um, who really shows what she's passionate about in her own quiet way, but has had a tremendous impact on hundreds and hundreds of lives in Cleveland. So as we have our conversation, Easter has just passed, and it's a good bet you probably had some sort of treat on your table from the Malley family. Adele Ryan Malley is a face and a voice familiar to everybody here in Northeast Ohio. Without a doubt. And Dan, you are right. I had my Carmelo eggs. Yum. Um, I had the dark chocolate and the milk chocolate on my Easter table this year because I don't know about you, but Easter can't go by in my house without Malley's chocolates. It's just a part, yeah, no doubt. part of the holiday. <laughs> Did you have any Malley's chocolates at your house? We did. Yes, we did. So were, were they Billy Bob's or something else? They, no, they were the, the eggs, same kind of eggs you had. Okay, the Carmelo eggs. You just can't go wrong with that. So Adele Ryan Malley, uh, she is a legendary businesswoman in Northeast Ohio and beyond. This is a woman who, with her husband Bill, 
Rand Malley's is a second generation of the family business. It's now in its third generation of the family business. But Adele had such an impact on the marketing of that company that she's a member of the National Candy Hall of Fame. And not only the business itself, but Adele had a real influence on civic leadership, like with the Greater Cleveland Partnership, which is our area chamber of commerce. She was a woman at the table back in the 80s and and 90s when a lot of women weren't at the table back then. So Adele had a very strong voice um, as a businesswoman, and it's nice to know that she's being recognized um, as she is today. This is the Landscape of Cranes Cleveland podcast. We are talking with Elizabeth McIntyre, the executive editor of Cranes Cleveland, as we discuss this year's class of eight over 80. You can read all about them at cranescleveland.com. I had the pro- the pleasure uh, was to profile Larry Morrow, who's a legendary broadcaster in Northeast Ohio. And if he wasn't a legendary broadcaster, he would just win the award for uh, arguably the nicest person in the world, I think. He is just a genuinely, like a really beautiful person. And he really lives his faith. I mean, he had this huge career in radio. He was on all the best stations in town when radio was really, really a big deal. And now he's, he's, he's like, he keeps reinventing himself. Now he's a professor at John Carroll University. That's amazing. I mean, I always knew Larry as Mr. Cleveland. I mean, that's, right. that's how people would always refer to him. Because not only was he on the radio, I mean, such a presence on the radio, but he was like the MC for everything. I remember back during the bicentennial, Cleveland's bicentennial, nineteen ninety six. He he emceed that whole thing, right? Dressed up as Moses Cleveland, right? <laughs> You're right. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and I mean, and just a hugely successful career in, in in broadcasting, and wrote jingles, and wrote the Cav song, and and just has done all these things, but remains a very humble person. Um, and really, just, when I talked to him, and this is another thing I noticed in the profiles is that these are people who are not going to stand still. Um, I said, you know, you could just garden or golf all day. And he's just like, not interested. You know, I want to keep doing stuff. And now he's he's passionate about leadership in Cleveland. And, and so he's really devoted himself to that at teaching at JCU. That's great. And isn't it nice that we have Larry with his distinct voice on the radio all those decades and also Adele Malley, who voiced the commercials for Malley's for all those years too. Sure thing. So let's talk about, um, you know, you look at these all these entrepreneurs in particular, and most of them don't just start one business, but in this case of Tom Murdo, it's three and they've all been successful. Yeah. Remarkable entrepreneur, Tom Murdo. So most people know that name from uh, Little Tykes, the company that he founded in the late sixties. And this is um, of course the rotational molding where they did quality plastic products. And of course the iconic toy that came out of Little Tykes was the Cozy Coop, which every kid had to have a red Cozy Coop and motor around, you know, like Fred Flintstone in one of those. I mean, that was a rite of passage. But Tom didn't just rest on his success with that one company. He went on to form after Little Tyke Step 2. And these are companies that were both headquartered in Hudson. And Step 2, you remember those green iconic rotational molding plastic mailboxes you'd see on rural roads, the durable, wouldn't get hit by the car ones. Those were all step two products. Um, And Tom, you know, he's gotten a lot of national recognition. He's in the Toy Industry Hall of Fame. And he's gone on to form a third company called Simplay 3. And here he is, he's 83 years old, and he's still walking the floor of his business of this manufacturing business. He's a very hands-on owner. Um, 
and he doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. I have a close friend who works for Step 2 and speaks highly of the years when Tom was in charge of the company, what a family operation it really was. The employees, he said, he, they were treated just like family. They were expected to work hard, he said, but you know, they were really well treated. Yeah, you, you can't argue with that kind of success. Fine, let's talk about one more. I wish we could cover them all, but another talk about another guy who's done like enough for three lifetimes. That's Joe Flash Gordon. He managed one of the first minority-owned standard oil stations in the country, one of the first graduates from General Motors Minority Dealer Development Program, and everybody knows him around town as one of the world's greatest car salesmen. That's right. Joe has been selling cars um, for over 50 years now. He's 84 years old, and he's still selling cars out on the east side at Crestmont Cadillac in, in Beachwood. And this is a guy who says, you know, you just have to keep doing what you're doing. You got to keep working because it's what keeps you going. And if Joe ever slows down, I think he's going to surprise his family because uh, huh. it's not really in his makeup. But he's been a pioneer in a lot of ways. Like you mentioned, Dan, I mean, this is a man who, you know, one of the first minority owned standard oil um, stations in the United States. So he's seen a lot in his time. He's overcome a lot and he's not slowing down anytime soon. And you can't go wrong with a guy who loves jazz, right? Which I know That's Joe right. does. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for all these people. That, uh, folks, of course, can see the full list at cranescleveland.com. Anything else we need to know, Elizabeth? Nope. I just, uh, when we call for nominations next year for 8 over 80, please submit your favorite uh, folks who are out there doing remarkable work even later in life. So you can see the full list of 8 over 80 at cranescleveland.com. We're glad you could join us for the landscape. Elizabeth, thanks for you being with us today. Great pleasure. Thank you. We want to thank everybody for joining us today. Remember, we can, you can always catch the landscape. Just go to our website and listen to past episodes. They're there. I'm Dan Pilata. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you.